What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, action figures, anime, comic books, and more. I'm Lauren St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, well, first, first, we have to say happy birthday, Rich. Happy birthday, Old man. Old sport. Rich, how old are you? 40? You officially 40? 41. What are you talking about? Ooh, 41. Ooh. Rich celebrated on his birthday on April 2nd. So this is a, as far as it's coming out, this is a happy belated birthday from our world to Richard. And of Wilson. course, I had to, had to do it. Deadpool <laughs> with the He's birthday nice. cake. He's wearing his Deadpool t-shirt holding a slice of birthday cake. Very appropriate, Rich. That's, Very pretty, that's pretty great, actually. That's your... That's what do you got on, Chris? Spider-Man. Just a classic Spider-Man from the animated series. Yeah. It's like the biggest blue shirt, biggest logo Spider-Man, and the smallest nice. Spider-Man I've ever seen printed. <laughs> <laughs> like that Spider-Man is so nestled in between his uh bosom. His my, my bosom. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Jack, what you got on? I'm rocking my Final Fantasy seven yeah. cactus guy with the nice. swords. Nice. Yeah, and nice. Lawrence is rocking this odd colored Superman sweater hoodie. The, the reversal. Yes. Are, yes. Is that, are you Bizarro? No, nah, Bizarro's colors aren't inverted, man. This is just if I was Superman, I'd roll up in this hoodie flying around. They'd be like, who this black guy's flying around? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then that would just no, no, I'm not gonna touch. Just that say, one. hey. So, how was your week? What have you been watching, reading, playing? What's going you know, on? Let me show you what I let me show you what I picked up. This is our new Punisher. The new Punisher dropped. They take away his guns too? They took away his guns. They gave him a couple swords and he's got this new insignia. Um, I picked up this one. I pre-ordered it. It's the Peach Momoko variant cover. You know, I love me some Peach. Nice, nice. You know what, man? I hate they took his guns away, but the way Peach drew that, I don't mind him having swords. <laughs> it's sick. It's, I mean, it's, it's sick. so dope. It's sick, you know, and that's how I feel about it. Like, I don't mind seeing, to me, I kind of feel about that, how I felt about Blue Superman. No, that's not true. No. I had stake, I had stake <laughs> in the Superman game. But now that that's over and resolved itself and he's back to being Superman, Superman, I'm like, okay, cool. That was a fun little run for a bit to throw things up and let people get reinvested in the content, I guess. So if Punisher's like that, we got to eventually wrap back around to it. Wait, how long is it going to stay? I was just joking. I was just joking. They officially took away all his guns? Well, it's story-wise. He linked up with, um, I forget, but Marvel's version of like League of Shadows. Uh, Oh, okay. But he's going to be back. He's Samurai Punisher. He's got a wall of like cutting devices instead of projectile devices. They'll always go back. Yeah. Look at these toys. Um, In answer to the last week, how did you play video games, Jack? Nah, dude, I just couldn't. I I was going to, and I, I, I loaded it up and then I looked at the clock and was like, God dang, man, I got like maybe 20 minutes is what I can do here. So I played a racing game for 20 minutes, which is an appropriate game when you have 20 minutes. It's a, it's a track building turbo something racing game on PS4. It's fun. It was free when it came out. Yeah. That's what I did. No, I haven't played the game. I, I started to, and then I died instantly. I was like, mother F, I just, I need more time. I got to commit to it. We'll touch base next week. 
<laughs> see I'm if sure. you get some at least an hour in. Jeez. Uh, Chris, what's up with you, man? How was your week? It was good. I went down a deep nerf hole this week. So nerf. Nerf. It's nerf or nothing. That kind of nerf. So there's a whole subculture of guys who mod their Nerf guns and make all these adapters oh, yeah. and everything <laughs> for the Nerf guns. So Sebastian and I have been actually, in fact, you were you, Lawrence, you and I were on the phone. We're like, I gotta go. I'm about to have a gunfight. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. So <laughs> we had. So we. He is in Texas. So I was like, all right. I'm shoot out with my neighbor. <laughs> but, uh, so I bought a. So this Chinese company makes all these adapters, like real, like firearm quality adapters for the nerf gun so i have like a stock a sliding stock stuff for this nerf gun so yeah wow. i went down and some guys go really really ham on the nerf stuff like they my, can, they can my, mark, but look good i was say my balcony overlooks my neighbor's balcony or they're right. kind of in level but there's a good 12 feet between us and me and the neighbor's kid who's like seven just shoot at each other across the balconies with our nerf blasters that's awesome uh-huh. <laughs> Man, Rich, birthday boy, how was your week? Uh, my week was all right. I mean, the usual crap. It wasn't nothing spectacular. Yesterday was good. Um, spent some time with the lady, you know, little little quality time and whatnot. And uh, that's really it. I haven't done anything spectacular, special. Just my usual gaming of Destiny Two. Um, oh, I was into the uh, the zombie Fallout series on my Audible books. I got mm. the, I believe it's like the last book. Or one of the last books. Like, I'm really deep into this thing, man. It's like a good, like, 10, 10 books. So I'm listening to that now. Um, And that's really it, man. Sound like a good week to me. <laughs> Simple week. Simple week. Simple week. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I will say, I will say I got a pickup. I, I got a pickup. And I got, I got the Riddler. Pop. It's Pop uh, 1192. Oh, it's the Riddler. And he's got the duct tape. Yeah, I got the duct tape out ready to, uh. Getting some little S and M action. Hello. He's got the biggest glasses ever. Do Do you, you know? have all the the Batman Funkos? Not all of them. No, I, got, all I, I, I need I need the two Batman. Well, there's, there's three left. There's uh, the two Batmans. Boom, boom. And then there's a ten inch Batman, which I don't know if I'm going to get that one. That wow. thing's too big. And but yeah, but other than that, that's on, good. Do you have the Catwoman on the motorcycle? I did not get the Catwoman on the motorcycle. You have the regular but, one. Yeah, but everyone in this I almost have except for the Batmans. Okay. And, Oh no! I need to get Selena Kyle with the mask. I don't have her. I got her without the mask. Ah. Is it and true got- that the glasses on the Riddler were a shout out to the Jim Carrey character? If it wasn't, so, they look. It's the exact same. Yeah. So it's either yeah, look like happy it. Easter egg or it's, it's got to be right. I mean, I hope so. I hope they care enough about us. I like how <laughs> how massive yeah, his, his so glasses hard. are on that pop. Yeah. Hey man, that's fun. Um, for me, simple week two. I I was jumping around just watching little episodes of a bunch. Bunch of different things. I started a Katoro Lives Alone, Rich, by your recommendation. Yeah. yeah. It's delightful. It's, it is. It feels like one of those 90s movies where some like loner Steve Gutenberg like guy just finds his kid who's brilliant and they kind of start a father-son relationship. It's like one of those movies, except for the butt naked bathhouse <laughs> shampoo. All right, scene. man. Listen. It's a cultural cultures, thing, buddy. all right. Hey, I sit in between nobody's legs when they wash my hair, but that's <laughs> just me. Um I I finished My Hero Academia. So I finished out the last episode, which is freaking brilliant. If you love anime, if you love superheroes, you have to watch. And I was watching He-Man and the Masters of the Universe on Netflix. That show's incredible. Is it? It's dope. 
don't sleep on that show. It's literally okay. like uh, Avatar Last Airbender and, and like Clone Wars, like that type of uh, storytelling where kids can enjoy it, but adults can enjoy it too. It's For really- anyone who's confused, he is not talking about the most recent no. He-Man. Well, this technically is the most recent. This is the one that got a season two. This is on season two. The other one had a season two. No, that no, part two. One part two. <laughs> oh, okay. You're right. I, I stand corrected or sit rather. Um, and then real quick, got some pickups. Got the newest issue of Radiant Black. Y'all need to jump on that. Got my Radiant Red. Y'all yeah. got to jump on that. And then I got the last issue of season one of Icon and Rocket, which is really great. Okay. That's been my week. Chris, I, I got a question for you, man. What's the question, Lawrence? How was the superhero party? I didn't go, but how was the superhero party? It was pretty low key. See what I did? Oh here? my god! Low key. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be a super oh. villain party? Yeah, wouldn't that be? A, yeah, right. He's a good guy now, isn't he? You could just say super party, or maybe like the soup, the party in Asgard. Would that save the joke? Would that make it maybe funny? a little bit? <laughs> would that make it funny? Like how was the yeah, party in actually, Asgard? Actually, that would be better, Rich. You know how they party in Asgard? Pretty they low key. Low key. Yeah, something like that'd be way better. There yeah, it is. Jack and Rich cleaning up the jokes and make it better. There you go. Hey, hey, I don't write it, man. I'm just, I just report the news. I don't make the news. Um, <laughs> yo, but we can go down the street, make a left at the stop sign, or right at the light, and that will bring us to the collector's corner. Yeah. Going to hell time. Here at the collector's corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something out of our book bookshelf, and something out of our video game case. It can be worth millions of dollars like Jack's comic book collection or just sentimental like the rest of us. Guys, what do you got? Chris, why don't you go first, man? All right, I'll go first. So I've been unpacking and going through my childhood, and I found my Marvel Series 4 <laughs> complete collection. So last time I showed my uh, Marvel Series 3, the one con- the one thing, the first thing I had signed, but this is the first Marvel uh, Marvel cards I actually had completed. So yeah, I have it yeah. all in a binder. I have them all together, and then you can flip through the pages and see, like, the... Nice. They all make a scene. I can't wait for you to take a dozen photos. We just... <laughs> Post that yeah. solo on the grill. My favorite part is my custom Marvel Series Four Same. cover on the binder. Nice. That's how you, that's how you know it's official. <laughs> like you know you know man, I'm glad to see that. Who else got binders of? Uh, Old cars I, I got there. the same. I got a binder of the same series somewhere. It's probably right, next week. Out. Next week, people got to bring their binders out. Oh, Chris has started it. Yeah, started. yeah no Rich is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was never. I was never there with that. You know what? I wouldn't <laughs> mind seeing Rich do is get a spread of all his shirts. I want to see a shot of that. Oh, geez, where would I put that? How would I do that? Let's That's get back. Let's shirts. let's get back. Oh uh, yeah, focus up. Oh, right. Right. Yo, I'm gonna Sorry. go next. I'm gonna go next. I got um um a special collector's corner since my birthday passed my girl bought me a a little like gift box and it's like if y'all can see in here she got me various popcorns i'm a big popcorn head so she got me like various popcorns but the main thing was she got me this uh japanese happy snacks shogun candy so I got like little Japanese snacks in here that I can't Teriyaki wait to brand eat. for you, Rich. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it's teriyaki flavor. But uh, yeah, various little Japanese snacks and candies and whatnot. And I uh, can't wait to start digging into this. Nice. Yeah, you got some haichu in there, Rich? Haichu? No, that's 
Japanese? Oh, yeah. And so you know, the other thing Japanese says. Chris. <laughs> Kit you get that from anywhere. Yeah, Kit Kats, every flavor you For can For those imagine. who don't know, Rich is a connoisseur of uh, Japanese culture. He really appreciates a lot a lot of the art, the um, obviously the snacks, uh, <laughs> the weird anime. <laughs> the hentai. Anime. <laughs> nice, Rich. She's, def- she's a keeper, bro. She's yeah, definitely man. a keeper, man. Um, I'll go next. Chris sent me the first McFarlane Batman action figure. He sent Ooh. this a little while ago, and I think this nice. is a dope figure. Look at the belt. If y'all don't know, I love pouchy belts. So pouchy. That's a nice upgraded pouchy belt. Dope McFarlane figure. It's one of the first of the DC line, and it's just sick. Thank you, Chris. It's added. I'm not like I'm not in love with the torso. It's like it feels like they they put two different characters together. Well, you know what's interesting? The early McFarlane figures are mm-hmm. so different compared to the other ones. So, like if you look at um one of the more recent Batman figures, yeah, see, that looks a little better. But you know, this is where it came from. So okay, you know, uh, you know. Oh, uh, so they reused the upper torso. They reused no. a lot. When well, it comes to manufacturing, I think they might have resculpted it. But as far I mean, as the mechanics, it, yeah, yeah. Mechanic. they worked it out. But that's my pickup. I mean, collector's corner piece. Collector's corner. Jack, what oh, do you yeah. got, man? Yeah, Jack, what do you got? All right, so uh, this week I'm showing off my Iron Man Mark Three. His box transforms. Oh, shoot. He's got a dozen hands, few heads. He's got like lasers and stuff. He shoot. Can we see it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy loves showing us his boxes, but show us what's in here, baby. Yeah, look at that. Oh, That's that is dope. dope. He's got this high gloss metallic paint. He just looks super cool. I like the pose, mm-hmm. Jack. And he's got the same Batman chest though. He bends at the nips instead of at the hips. <laughs> at the nips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that is it for Collector's Corner. I think it's time for some news. Time for the news. So we are finally getting a Crow reboot from director Rupert Sanders, and it looks like it will star Bill Skarsgård, who played It in the uh, the, it, the newest um, It movies. This is very different than the ones that have come out, because the other ones, they're kind of sequels, and they made it like the Crow will choose a new vessel. But in this one, it is a reboot of the original. Uh, Skarsgård will be playing Eric Draven if it gets made. So I think so that's... get the whole origin again, or you think they'll pick it up kind of... Well, we might get the origin again. I don't know how much the original leaned into the comics or not, but it's like 30-something years later. It's going to look dope. No, not 30 years, has it? Yeah, like 1990. Jack, we're old. We're almost 40. (laughs) We're old. Ask Rich, he's 41. (laughs) You're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) We're old. I'm sorry to make you feel old, Jack, but it's true. And and speaking of him, uh, HBO Max is about to explore a Pennywise origin series with some Mm. prequels. And I think it's going to go into uh, the curse. You know, like every 27 years he comes back. So we might see that in action, how it started and all the kids he might have got before we bump into the kids we see in the movies. So that's great. Is it going to be? Do you remember? Anyone watched that HBO series? Um, oh man, Carnival. Yes, I was so we we. It was so dope. It was so dope. It. it was super short lived. It only had two seasons. What? It what left a shame, a, man. It left us on a huge cliffhanger. We never got closure. Huge cliffhanger. But I wonder if the 
texture of that series would actually translate really well and like the time period and stuff would actually translate really well to a it origin story yeah because they can go they can go back as far as they want or pick up wherever they want in time so i'm, mm. I'm yeah that'd be kind of dope that'd be dope sharon um, stone has been cast as the villain in blue beetle uh her character's mm. name is victoria cord it's a created character for the film but ted cord in the comics is the second blue beetle so I wonder if they're gonna um connection. Yeah, because oh, give me Jaime Reyes all day. He's the Blue Beetle in this, so I, I wonder how it's gonna play. But anytime Sharon Stone gets to be in something this big as dope, she's a beast of an act. I'm pretty excited, and if she's the villain, she gets to make up for what Catwoman did to her. She was the villain in Catwoman, and she was terribly misused in that movie. <laughs> I don't like to get into some of the negative news but i think this is cut kind of important flash star ezra miller was arrested at a karaoke boy in hawaii he apparently might have assaulted some people or did some things but enough to get arrested and i bring this up because grace randolph who is a youtuber and she breaks stuff down she has insight on a lot of stuff and she made it say that uh, visual effects might be a reason why the flash was pushed back but it also might be pushed back because you know ezra miller might be suffering from mental illness having mental issues and they they may not be ready for him to do the press tour. They might need to figure out how to work out this situation because the flash being pushed back as far as being pushed back is also making, I think, Warner Brothers and DC have to scramble because the flash mm. is supposed to come out before Aquaman and Batgirl. And it kind of this is to. why everything. All right. So obviously this is largely rumor mill conversation, but rumor are you hypothesizing that yes. this has potentially something to do with all the films being pushed? I think not all of them, but I think for as far back as the Flash is being, it's being pushed back to June 2023. But they pushed everything back. So peep game. So the Flash <laughs> is the movie that brings back Michael Keaton. Yeah. Which he has to be established before Batgirl. And, right, I, and apparently there's there might be a cameo of him in the Aquaman movie. So the Flash was supposed to be like after Shazam, but starting the new phase. Right. And they might be scrambling on how to do some reshoots to make it not have to rely oh. on that. Interesting. Which would affect the other movies. Um, right. It's all rumor, but, you know, it could it could be possible. Their lead star is having some issues. They may not be able to do press around him. They need to figure out how to work out a situation. Apparently, like, the Flash movie is pretty finished and in a good place with outside of visual effects. With the pushback, mm -hmm. the movie over a year... That's more than just reshoots and visual effects. That, that that's a that's a that's a long push. But you, yeah, okay. I mean, we could go down this yeah. conversation tangent for a while. It's, uh, hopefully, that's hopefully whatever that is isn't too extreme and resolves itself. Absolutely. You know? I mean, he has he's had run-ins before, and I think the difference between celebrities and regular people is celebrities have mental breakdowns in public, whereas the rest of us get to have it in the comfort of our own home or in within our very small community. So, you just hope he's getting well and getting all the support he needs. Uh, yo, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed is a new video game that is coming out for our platforms. And what's interesting about this game is that you are a new team of Ghostbusters out there hunting ghosts. But in this game, you can also choose to be the ghost and fight. Ooh, Ooh that's pretty cool. That, yeah, because I was watching the trailer like, that's okay. And then I saw, oh, I can be Slimer. Wait. <laughs> so well, you got a little PVP uh, element in there. I don't know what that means. A player versus player. <laughs> wow. 
Thanks. I thought about faking it, but then I was like, oh, I'm just gonna be honest. I don't know. I only I saw the trailer. I don't know if it has that. I think you can work with other players as a, as the team of Ghostbusters, but I don't know if you can have like Ghostbuster versus Ghostbuster. Well, I mean, because you could be a ghost, so I figure you know Ghostbusters versus ghosts. I'm not or, sure. Or yeah. if you're Slimer, like remember in the series that they used to use Slimer to go into the containment unit to to capture other ghosts and infiltrate like ghost rings. So you could be that. You could still be a good guy. Still be a ghost. I don't Whack. know. There's no, there's no point player. in having a good... Yeah, it's got to be... And we've seen that even like the Predator. You could play as the soldiers. You could play as the Predators. And yep. it's gonna, yeah. Some version of that may be interesting. And, and like some zombie games, you could be you could be a zombie. Yes. The zombie factions or you'd be humans. So human survivors and fight against each other. That's what this is. Wow. It's ghost. It's good, bad, man. It's like dark. Come yeah. on. Yeah, so you, trailer shows Winston Zedmore pretty much recruiting a brand new team. Because he owns the block. That's he it. owns the entire block. Although Ray didn't know about it. He's in that little bookshop upset. Like, didn't you know Winston bought it? Yeah, that's, his, is, that's, that's white privilege. Getting his bills paid. There you go, Jack. <laughs> uh, Chris, stop laughing. Rich, what? get tough. Because okay. it's time for a debate. Oh, let's, let's get the ready. So, guys, Bruce Willis has retired from acting. Um, he has uh, diagnosed with an illness. I forget the name. I apologize, but it has Aphasia? something. To, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, and, and it makes it very difficult to remember lines and pre- basically do the job as, as an actor. He's had an amazing career, but it's interesting because where he popped off, it was like right before the superhero movie thing took off. And then it took off even further after he was kind of out of the action zone. And I was like, with the exception of Unbreakable, he hasn't like been a super, with the exception of Sin City, but okay, man, hang su- on. superhero. Sin City, Unbreakable. Red it's not was comic a comic book. book. Huh? Red is a comic book. Superhero. This guy is the original superhero. Let's go Facts. back to Die Hard. Facts. Bruce <laughs> yes. Willis changed yeah. the whole game because before you had you had like John Wayne and Clint Eastwood, you know, you had Death Wish, those guys. But then once Arnold and Sylvester Stallone hit the scene, you just had these oiled up, jacked, muscular, like not ridiculous. that there's anything wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with it. But Bruce Willis in Die Hard in the sequels kind of brought it back to the everyday guy being a hero again. So if we could cast Bruce Willis in in a superhero movie, who would it be and why? This is a I'll tough one. It is a tough one. So, <clears throat> I think it's Bruce Willis. I think of him a lot in his roles as Die Hard and his quick wit and his comebacks. And really, the role that stands out for me would be a multiverse Nick Fury. I feel like he has the look, he has the demeanor, and I feel like he would do good in that kind of role. Not that I want to take Samuel L. Jackson out, but if we do a multiverse, I think he'd be a good Nick Fury. Now, you said his look. So, you are you recasting Sam Jackson's nope, Nick Fury as multiverse. white? I are would you never, doing the ever ever? But because you know the white Nick Fury, multiverse Nick Fury. Well, you know the white Nick Fury looks more like David Hasselhoff. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I still yeah. think he would be. I, but I, but more so, but more so, his demeanor and how he, how he acts and how he, how he is, I think would fit with with in that Nick Fury role. That's really good, actually. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. But Rich, what do multiverse. you got? Multiverse. Multi. Yeah. Because multiverse. Nick not Fury. taking jobs away from black people. Damn right. Okay. So I was looking up potential um, characters in which she can play. And I came across a character which I should have known existed because there are so many other olds, but um, Old Man Punisher. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, my man's still toting the guns. He's out there. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Just put a little wig on him. He don't even need the wig. He get a buzz. Oh man, he can, he, he can play that right now. Well, I mean, you know, he can wow. potentially play it right now. And yeah. Bruce Willis yeah. has done a lot for the bald community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, man. Jack, what you got? All right. Well, originally I wanted to see him like something like Conquest from Invincible, and then I was like. He's just not big enough, you know, and they'd probably CGI enhance him a little bit, but he's still just not big enough. You need someone like Sylvester Stallone for that role, who would actually be really great for Conquest. You know who Conquest is? He's the the old guy with the white mustache and the scar across his face. Uh Yeah. And then I was thinking, this is maybe a little more content adjacent. It's a little more like like, uh, Jim Carrey plays Dr. Robotnik kind of thing. I think Bruce Willis would make an incredible Boris Badov in a Rocky and Bullwinkle live action. <laughs> so wow. Jack ignored the entire sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of content adjacent. It kind of works. I'm okay. trying to think. I mean, I could see him as like a, and, 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 this is this is my issue. You probably back to like Hudson Hawk times with that. Yeah, well, I was thinking, and but, but also I was thinking, okay, there. he could do like an older Lex Luthor. And then I was like, I thought exactly what Chris just said. Bruce Willis is a wisecracker. He's super clever. He's smart, which is what's so sad about the disease he has is uh, it affects your ability to communicate and understand language written and spoken. Mm-hmm. And so his, his, but his strength as an artist to me has always been his his kind of wit and banter you know so it's like he's an older spider-man he's a older like a deadpool he's like old a man logan jack well, old man spider-man like real old man spider-man Ooh. could be interesting yo you just got me going with that one. yeah because he does he would still have the same wit about him but he's right, exactly. older been doing this forever but he also can do old. See, we'll, we'll, we'll go. Is that so? Your answer is Boris from Bo, um, Boris and Natasha. Yo, man, he would kill that role. <laughs> kill it. He would. I think it's a waste of his his, his his excellence. Bruce Willis in anything is not a waste of his excellence. It just makes that thing excellent. Have you seen? Man, I love Bruce Willis, but have you seen Hudson Hawk? He was great in it. He spends the whole movie trying to get a cappuccino. It's the most charismatic part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Of course this I a, this see Hudson Hawk. There's a couple oh, of new is. joints that are out that are not that great. Let me honest with you. New joints? He's great. Joints? He's great. But, um, my pick is, first of all, I just love the idea of old man Spider-Man. So that's just that's great that you not even choosing that, Jack, but that's even out there in the universe. Um, my, I love the wisecracking Bruce Willis, but honestly, for me, it's like that sixth sense, unbreakable Bruce Willis that really like got me going. So I would love for him to play like Benjamin Grimm in like a new Fantastic Four movie. No. The thing. Hmm. I think he can do it. That's he has, good. He has a gruff and Thing story. talks trash too, so you have yeah, both. Yeah, he has that gruff demeanor that I think would fit well. The sadness, but also like he's just talks trash, and you got like like this the the, the the MCU version. I would love to see that. You know what? Mm. That that's a pretty good one, Lawrence. Oh, thank you, thank you. Can For I those... throw an uh, honorable mention in? Yes, Wildcat from uh, DC. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. That's Can I throw a, one. a couple more honorable mentions? Yes. Captain Cold, an older version of Captain Cold. Yes. Um, that would work. The question. Yo, yes. Rich, that would be perfect. That's like, it would mirror like how he was in Sin City like that. Like yeah. very like more. Oh, yeah. That would be dope. And one more. Since the Blue Beetle's coming out, Ted Cord, who was the original Blue Beetle or the first Blue Beetle before uh, Jamie Reyes. Dude, 
I think like if y'all are listening to this, this is not much of a debate. This is actually a Bruce Willis love fest because in reality, he can just about play anything we put on the table. From Boris, from Boris and Natasha, from The Question to Benjamin Grimm, he can play anything. Bruce Willis, thank you for your years of work, your years of entertaining us, your years of putting your body, your heart, and your mind on and the for line. Thank changing you. the industry, literally. Die Hard changed the industry in a lot Giving of ways. Giving us the best yeah. Christmas movie ever made. Best yeah. Christmas movie there ever made. And, create, and, and taking that idea that you have to be Schwarzenegger to be a hero in the 80s. Because that, that was big. That it's was a true. big deal. You probably know this, but there are two kinds of people in this world. There are people who think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and then there are idiots. You're dumb. <laughs> and if you watch it, Carl Winslow is the cop in Die he Hard. He is, he really is. <laughs> My mind. He's this the is cop the same universe. Carl Winslow. <laughs> Steve Urkel was alive, living 100%. in that world. Oh, man. All right, let's get to the reason why we're here. It's time, time for, the for the main, main event. event. So we're going to switch it up. Usually I try to do a spoiler free review, but this first episode has so, it's such a mystery. There is no way to recap it <laughs> without <laughs> spoiling it. I mean, there's just no way. So we're going into spoiler territory right off the bat. And for those of you wondering what we're even talking about, today we're talking about Disney Plus's new Moon Knight series. Episode one. We're only talking about episode one. Episode one. Moon Knight. Goldfish is called the goldfish. The goldfish. Um, so we start this, the freaking series with Arthur, played by Ethan Hawke, drinking a glass of water, man. He's just drinking a glass. Well, first he sticks his finger in the water. Then he drinks a glass of water. Just getting refreshed. That's how I drink water. <laughs> then, I, then, then he puts it, he wraps it in a cloth bashes it, puts the shards of glass in his shoes, and then walks away, revealing like this type of ruin, chapel, church, whatever thing he's in. And I'm like, Ethan Hawke is so good. He might be one of my favorite villains right now in any series. What Ethan Hawke, what I love about these dudes is like they're really grabbing these these giant actors who've been yes. around forever that instantly bring gravitas. It's mm -hmm. instantly grounded in two seconds. Yeah. It's so good. Um, so we see him walk it out, and then we're, we're, we're brought to freaking Steven. Waking up in his flat, he has Steven. Steven. He has, uh, uh, he's tied himself to his bed by his ankle. He has sand around his bed. You see that he duct taped the sides of his doors with all these locks. You think he would be living in Brooklyn. No offense, Brooklyn, but you know what it is. Because um, <laughs> he, <sleep, laughs> he sleepwalks. He all the things to track where he goes. He, he obviously has issues sleepwalking. He is also like almost stays awake. So he has that kind of insomnia thing where he's falling asleep on the way to work. He's talking to his mom on the phone. He gets on this. He almost misses the bus, the little trolley thing. He falls asleep on a dude's backpack. Um, he gets to work. You find that he works in a museum. He knows everything about Egyptian history. Sees a little girl sticking gum on a little pyramid. He doesn't get at her for it. He says, this is a teaching opportunity. And then he teaches her how whether you, how souls go to hell or heaven in the afterlife. And what did the little girl say? The little girl was like, this suck when you, when you didn't make it through the reeds. Spoiler alert, Easter egg, something's going down. Yes, because he says that, that's a weird thing to ask because I've never been dead. Have I? Yes, I asked the extra question after he <laughs> says it where it's like, have you? <laughs> Oscar Isaac is so good, man. Yeah. So good. Instantly charming. Instantly just 
you know this guy's out of sorts. You're just engaging, man. So we meet his boss, who is like, you're not a tour guide. You work as a clerk here. Stop doing that. And you get that dynamic instantly. This guy is just drawn to this culture and this history for why we'll find out. So basically... We see this woman come up banging. She's a good looking woman. She's oh, like, she box. Mm. Yeah, he likes the chocolate. Hey, wow. hey, 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 hey. Give give you a hey, 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 Chris. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. My sister loves that. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, we're on for our date pretty much. She's like, date. We got a date. Oh, yeah, we got a date. Plays it off lovely, sort of. Uh, so he's like, cool. He's talking to this guy outside. You know, those guys who freeze. That's just like his only friend that he talks to. You know, like a street performer who like stands there like performer. a statue yes. covered in all gold paint. So is it weird that he's talking to a statue or is it weirder that he's talking to a guy just trying to do his job as a statue? But, but he knows he he's can't looking go out nowhere. for him because he's telling yeah. him, like, yo, like, make tip, sure you tip. Hey, make sure you tip this guy. Yep. Yo, he's yeah. he's really is looking out for the guy, though. Or is he abusing the fact that he can't go nowhere? But it's a little <laughs> bit of A, a little <laughs> bit of B. <laughs> <laughs> so basically we have him he's at home you see him trying to stay awake you know he's playing the rubik's cube he's reading books doing research and then he falls asleep boom wakes up in the countryside jaw dislocated just off to the side blood and mouth like what's going on can i ask you a question yes. did he did you guys interpret it as his jaw healed when he got up or was his jaw he, still he kind of like cracked it back it like in that, place and he was like Bleh, and then the jaw looked normal well, but clearly like, there's some supernatural okay. stuff going on, you know? Right. Yeah. That, that's how I interpret it. I want to see if you guys saw it the same way. Well, that's the only part of the series I had an issue with. I was expecting a louder crack. You heard him talking about like crack that. it back in place, though. Yeah. If yeah. it's dislocated, he could put it back in place. But okay. we'll see. So he well, looked like he, he jumped out the window or something, right? Because he looked up and waved, and that guy looked down at him. <laughs> He's like, what are you, like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not shooting at him. <laughs> And he's like, what's going on? And he's running and you hear this voice. It sounds like, kind of sounds like Venom. Like, you kind of have like a little Venom thing going on here. This is where the whole series started falling apart for me, though. The voiceover for the subconscious voice talking in his head. What do you mean, Jack? Oh, my God. I hated it. (laughs) Like, it was such a missed opportunity. You have an Egyptian god pharaoh or something living inside, a deity living inside you talking. And he sounds like that? Hey, come on, guys. Let's all go to the bar. How else is he sound? Not British, maybe. I mean, I don't know. What, what does an Egyptian like what does an ancient Egyptian sound like anyway? How dope would it have been if it sounded a little closer to like like Egyptian? Rummy Malik or whatever? It could have been a freaking whisper would have been. How dope would it sound like if he had a Brooklyn accent? <laughs> I'll be, yo, I'd be down with that if it was Denzel Washington. Hey, hey, what you doing? What you doing? Hey, what you yo, it's, it's Mad Brick out here. Lace up okay, those tips, okay, son. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we went off the rails. That wants a whisper. I enjoyed it. It needed to be something other than it literally sounded too much like Venom. It sounded like comedy. And this was my problem, man. The whole series, you had these grounded, incredible performance. Oscar Isaac's killing it. Killing it. Ethan Hawke is killing it. Yes. These people are killing it. And then you've got this booming voice that sounds so loud and out of place with the content. It does, but it doesn't. I mean, because even like everything is saturated, everything is colorful. He gets in a pink truck to drive away. So like, that's fine. It's comedic. Disney's going to add a little comedy in here. But it was, it it felt so forced to me. Like everything was going so well. And then that voice just, I was like, hey, oh. I don't know how does it. I don't know how an Egyptian deity talks inside of my yes, mind. You do just drop your voice. Talk. <laughs> you don't need to. Here's someone with extreme power. 
doesn't need to feign power. But you yes, he does. He doesn't have extreme power because he needs him to do what he's telling him. He can't he's control. Avatar. Him. So he doesn't have power over Steven like the way he let has me hear your Mark. best. Let me hear your best controlling voice. Okay. Hey, man. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get that body back. <laughs> get that body back, him. <laughs> Here's wait, wait. Here was his voice. The voice that I felt needed to be. There's that scene later on where he's in the bathroom and everything's going crazy in the in the museum at mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And he looks in the mirror and it's him talking to himself as himself, but his other self. Yes. Right. That was the voice that I needed to hear in his that's, head. That's Mark. That's not the deity. That's not. So you cool. got dis- to distinguish three kind of Moon Knight characters here and they got to be different. So the deity is someone who has power, but has no power because he needs this guy to cooperate. Co- cooperate. Then you have Mark, who is like this freaking superhero. Then you got Steven, who's completely out of sorts. You can't have the deity and Mark sounding the same. There was a there was another way to differentiate them. There would have been another way. Probably I thought better. it was I thought it was fun. I en- yeah. I enjoyed that part. Um, it was venom esque, but for me, that's not a that's not a minus. It's definitely no. It's fun. like almost like maybe <laughs> wow. we'll forget about venom in a few years. <laughs> Done. Yeah. It's like the first thing you associate when you hear it. Um, so then we have him basically doing this Jason Bourne thing, like blacking out and waking up, and like there's bodies. Whoa, how he blacked yeah. out was so great, dude. Because then he wakes yeah. up confused. <laughs> 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 and people are clapped, got a gun in his hand. He's like driving and all you backwards. It's sick. Yeah, driving backwards, driving a truck backwards. Whoever Mark is, he's freaking James Bond. So here's the only problem I had with this. So we talk about the gravitas of the series. When you see the aerial shot of them driving up that, that European road, it looked like Isle of Man. It was amazing. But then some of the CGI when they were crashing into the the log truck and stuff like that. Yeah. It felt it felt like if you're if you're spending this much money, just do practical effects. You, nah, you can't, you can't, you cannot shut down the street and do something like that's your whole TV budget. You're done. Yeah, that's pretty damn expensive. You got to I mean, choose. It it worked for me. The goldfish was CGI. I'm like, can we get a real goldfish? <laughs> was well, the goldfish CGI? Was definitely. Most definitely. Oh wow! It just yeah. makes it easier. You don't have to have an animal. Like you have to have like animal handler when you have fish on set. Like everything costs money. Or so fish. Can- like listen, my my five year old has a goldfish. I'll listen, bring it in. Listen, Pete will be mm-hmm. like, "What are you doing to these fish? You need to put something in there that no fish was harmed during the filming of this." In so protest, all right. So he wakes up. He's being shot at. He jumps in the car, the ice cream cupcake car, and he's driving around where he's flashing in and out of the personalities. Yep. But we yes. only see it from Steven's person. Right. So when he he, when he blacks out right now, we black out too. We wake up when he wakes up. So we're seeing the action. He's understanding, which is really great storytelling. Yes. 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 Now we skip. We did skip over part before he jumps in the cupcake part. We meet Ethan Hawke's character and what he's all about. Like walking around this town, which is very isolated, almost like a monastery type town with a group of people is clearly his zealot followers, and um, he is. What's the Egyptian god? I do uh, it. Amit. 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 Right. Amit, so, like so, um, and Hawk has these scales on his hand and a very, the same cane we saw him crush the glass with earlier, he puts in between the forearms of a subject and he holds his arms against the forearms. The cane rocks like a pendulum. And then the scales on Ethan Hawk's arm judges whether the person is good or bad. 
And so we literally see someone die instantly. Like the whole soul is sucked out of the person. Then Ethan Hawke identify, he speaks in Egyptian, in the Egyptian, ancient Egyptian language that the whole town understands. Everyone sits down, except for Stephen, who doesn't understand anything that's being said. He's like, oh, oh, bugger. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have one of the best scenes, man. And again, Oscar Isaac is killing it. Ethan Hawke goes, give me the scarab. And, and Stephen, I'm putting that in air quotes because he's Stephen in this moment, goes, oh, yeah, the scarab. And he gives it to Ethan Hawke, but his hand closes. Don't you give it to him. It. <laughs> so it's like, that's exactly how it's yeah. He's both himself and not himself, right? Mark has control of him. Mark, put that in quotes, but he's still Stephen. So it's really Really great. It reminded me of theatrical production of Pirates of the Penzance I saw where the Pirate King had control of his body, but didn't. And he was singing, but he's like, why am I singing? Anyways, Oscar is killing it. He's brilliant. Wait, wait. And then before that, what's really great about what Marvel's been doing with their villains is they're really creating sympathetic villains. Yeah. It's like what Ethan Hawke did in the beginning with the glass is like, that's not for anyone else to see. He put mm-hmm. that in his shoes to walk out to suffer for himself and for his God, which lets us know that he's not some, um, he's he, he's not manipulating these people. He actually believes this. He believes what he's pitching. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to go down in the Bible. It says, like in Christianity in the Bible, it says, if you're ever fasting, wash your face, do your hair, walk out there. Don't let people see you in pain because you're not doing it to be seen. You're doing it for your relationship with God. Same thing here. And by them giving us that showed me like, he's really, he mean, he he means this. Like he really believes that, the scales, the God will decide if you live or die. It's all fair. And even if you haven't done anything yet, you might do it later. So for him, like what he's doing is right, which I yeah. think is just really dope. That, that, that complexity, we, we talk about villains and the complexity. That complexity in the villains get, makes, it, makes the storytelling much more captivating because you don't just, you don't just have this mustache twirling villain that just wants to either money or take over the world or power. He thinks he's making, he thinks in his, in his eyes, He's the good guy. And yeah. it reminds me of like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Mission Impossible. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman didn't have to do anything. He just was. He had the power. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see that kind of ownership of what this role really is in Ethan Hawke. He's not playing at anything. He's yeah. like, I, I am what I am. And for Arthur, he is serving a God who got ousted or whatever that story was. So he he's mm-hmm. just a servant here. He's doing the will of his, his God. Well, I tell you what's interesting. Seems like his character, and this might be a little Easter egg on some level, but his character has sway at the museum, which is uh, housing the Egyptian artifacts at this point. We see that later in the series. Mm-hmm. And Stephen, who's kind of like an Egyptologist as far as his knowledge base, sees one of the promotional posters and says, hey man, you're missing two of the gods that should be on here. There should be nine, yeah. I only see seven. And you hear Amit talk about how he was, uh, he, she was betrayed, kicked out by a couple of the other gods that turned on him. So I wonder if that's all kind of playing into. Absolutely. It has to. It, it has to. to. And the fact that why does Steven know? Right. Because maybe we'll, we'll get there. Um, so basically he gets away, but then he kind of wakes up in his flat. After he sees the logs crush all the vehicles and all that stuff, he wakes up and he's like, oh, it was all a dream. The sand is fine. He's tied to his bed. The tape's on the door. Everything is good. Right. He notices his fish grew a fin, which is really yeah. weird. Very it's different. So he goes, immediately goes to the pet store. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're not finding Nemo. Right. And she's like, you were here yesterday. And he's like, yesterday, I wasn't here yesterday. And all of a sudden we're like, there's breadcrumbs. So like, what has this yeah. guy been doing? He's thinking today is Friday. Yes. Because yep. he went to bed on Thursday. 
and well, you kind of you kind of get that at the at the beginning when the the fox pulls up and is like we have that date right and he doesn't remember that yeah and so he's a vegan happened he's a house, vegan right and he's a vegan yes so mark was just trying to like get like hope that he has the body when this day <laughs> yeah. like, mark is out here not just for the missions yeah. so basically we have <laughs> steven realizes that at the time holy crap i got a date he goes to get ready for his date he gets there he gets a phone call from her first well that's interesting because mark would have had the body on the date time he probably was planning on it and then that whole thing happened it. with the with arthur yeah. That yeah. Was Somehow he didn't get away. He was supposed to like get get the artifact, get away, switch bodies, get it back in time for this date. I want yep. some steak. So I hit the skins with that red bone, but yeah, nope. and tie myself back up, and Stephen won't even know what happened. He might be a little sore. So Stephen is a vegan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stephen's a vegan. Steven's Which is interesting vegan. because Stephen, at the end of it, so Stephen eventually does go on the date, and he and he discovers that it's not Friday; it's actually Sunday. And she is pissed. She's pissed. And you see, he realizes in that moment, he has no control of his life. And Mm -hmm. he's crushed. He's so so crushed, in fact, that you have this vegan order a steak, not knowing how to order a steak. And the guy's like, well, what kind of steak do you want? He's like, just give me the the best. Give me the best cut of the steak. And the guy's like, this steak? He's like, yeah, it sounds great. How do you want it prepared? Anyone who's a steak enthusiast knows you don't get it well done. But he's like, just cook it good. Cook it so good. <laughs> the guy's like, well done then? He's like, yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, sounds so good. you have this guy who's just destroyed and you feel the humanity on him. Oscar Isaac is killing he's this amazing. performance. Yeah. So there's two other things that let us know. Like, I don't, so what I'm seeing, I don't think the Steven character is real. I don't think that whole life, I don't think that life exists. He's calling his mom. His mom didn't yes. pick up the phone. Those postcards are look like this that he got from allegedly his mother look like the same postcards that they sell in the museum. Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. wondering if what? Mark is the real life and they just created the Steven persona just as a cover. Well, in the comics, Mark is the real guy. Exactly. Mark's Which is why the Steven things. Yeah, right. And no, I'm not. I haven't. I haven't spent an extensive amount of time reading the Moon Knight series uh, or comics. But it was my understanding that, yeah, Mark is the guy. The Who's guy. Steven? Yeah, and Steven exists too. He's he's actually like a millionaire. He's like a millionaire advertising guy or something like that, right? But I think they changed it because they don't want him to be Bruce Wayne. Because Moon Knight yeah. is already mm-hmm. called like Marvel's Batman. Uh, well, and which is accurate. Um, so Steven, like, you know, he, he like Jack said, he's in scrambles and he goes, does he go to work yet? Does he go back to work? Yes, he, he goes back to work. Or is the, or the elevator thing happened first? The elevator thing happens. The goldfish thing happens. The dinner date that didn't work so, out happens. Then you have the next day. He wakes up on the bus and he's just going to work. And then he yes. starts to see the Egyptian god. I mean, it's a K. I forgot. Yes, yeah, so it's like a mummy uh grim reaper yeah um he goes to work and then he pretty much sees arthur ethan hawk and like what do you want and he finds out like yo this guy has people every well he also he sees him on the bus as he's getting off the bus and steven recognizes steven sees ethan hawk on the bus he was on that he just got off because he panics he wakes up he's like what am i doing on the bus he gets off the bus and then as the bus drives away he sees ethan hawk in the window Ah. and he says in that moment he's real 
So he was still thinking that whole thing was some sort of crazy dream until he sees Ethan Hawke in the window of the bus looking at him. That's when he runs into the museum and he tells the security guard, hey, man, I think I'm being followed. Can you not let anyone in? And the guy's like, bro, this is a museum. People come in. <laughs> like, yeah, but you can't. Anyone who's suspicious. Anyone goes, who's dodgy. It's a free museum. <laughs> it's like, okay, so he's coming in. And then instantly you find out that half of the museum, at least half the museum, all work for Ethan Hawke's characters and they got scales on their arms. He has followers everywhere, which is kind of scary. So then they, I guess they kind of shut the museum down for that room, that room, room? they keep that room closed. And he is like, give me the scare of their talking. And then he, he, he takes uh, Steven's hands. He's going to do the scale thing. Yeah. And he he does does the scale thing. And he's like, nothing. It's like, there's chaos is chaos is in you. Well, you saw the scale didn't know how to balance. Right. It yeah. was, the scale was freaking out. It was like, you bet, you're good, you bet, you get, well, you, you bet, you bet. We, we did, there was too many things inside of Steven to get a read on it. Man. And that kind of spooks Arthur out a little bit. And then, of yeah. course, patrons are eventually going to come in and the charade, you know, they got to let them in. And Steven and runs. You have, you have Steven like, running terrified in the most charming way a person it's can It's very run delightful. <laughs> like Mr. Bean. He's such a Very charmingly befuddled. Yes, and, and, and Arthur is like, let him go. We'll handle this later pretty much, but this is very interesting. This is interesting. Um, so then you cut to that night, and later Steven's, in, Steven's in the storage room, checking in the inventory, and the lights start going crazy. He finishes, he's leaving, and he hears the whimpering of a dog. Yeah, he follows. He follows the sound. Hey, man, not supposed to have any pets in this place. Uh, uh, Does someone leave that dog in here? (laughs) Right. (laughs) He starts going. He starts going for the dog, and yeah, it ain't a dog. It's a jackal, but it's not Anubis. It's some sort of animal creature. Amit has an animal in Egyptian uh religion that has like a head of like a alligator and a body of something else i couldn't make out exactly if that's what it looked like no this looked more like well in egypt the jackal the jackal dog was all over the place you know the crazy thing about the egypt gods and so you guys know i i went to egypt and what was crazy about being in egypt is looking at all these ruins there are places where even after thousands of years sunlight hasn't hit certain places and the ruins look like pages out of a comic book they're so bright they're so vibrant there's so much color but all the gods are kind of hybrids they're hybrid of these creatures so like hathor is a cow um and that was because you know, insert all the mythos here, but then you had other ones that were crocodiles because on the Nile, these things were freaking deadly. And so the only way that humans could come to balance with the imbalance of just how um, fragile we are as a race against certain creatures that were out there at the time was to make them gods that, you know, dictated our life. Mm-hmm. And requires sacrifice sometimes. sometimes. Um, so he's in there, this, the, the jackal, whatever it is, is, is chasing him and you basically Basically, here, like Arthur is basically. Is Arthur talking here? He's like, yeah, he's like, you want this to stop? Give me the scare. Give me the scare. You, you, you don't get torn apart. Or like Arthur's right. talking over the, the speaker system of the speaker. museum. Yeah, and then like you know, freaking Stephen runs into the bathroom, and then he looks in the mirror and he sees Mark staring at him. So, so this was uh, so this yeah. is something they kept teasing throughout the series. Whenever he would look in a mirror, and that's why there was mirrors in the elevator, right? Yes, uh, the, the mirror in his bedroom, and Mark was Mark kept saying, "Stop looking for me." Yeah, Stop oh, looking. We mm. jumped ahead a bit. So in in his flat. 
he finds a phone and a key. Oh, and Lydia. The phone, yes. uh, Layla's name is all throughout it. And he calls and she's like, Mark, where have you been? What's going on? He's like, I'm sorry. Why, wrong do, you, number. why do you call me Mark? He's like, <laughs> yeah. why are you talking like that? Like, what accent is this? What's going on? And then, yes, that's when Mark is like, stop looking for me. You're not supposed yeah. to even be close to this. Stop. Um, so now we're back at the museum. Flash forward later. He's in this bathroom. Freaking jackals are tearing through the door. Doors closed. It's banging, banging, banging. He looks in the mirror. He sees Mark. And Mark's like, you got to let me take control here. You got to let me save you. And he's yep. so Oscar. I, it's a different person. It's a completely yep. different person. He's so chill. He's so calm. He's been he he's done this before. This is what he does. And then you eventually see Steven say, okay. And then he does that subtle like thing where he's you see him shifting. Then you see the moon like but not before that jackal busts through and takes him. You just hear like clawing and scratching. And if you didn't know this content, you'd be like, he's done. But we know better. We see that jackal trying to claw his way out the box way out. Drag back in. And then we just see this dude just Robert Pattinson just bong him in the face. There's a certain level of violent violenceness violentness violence violence i mean this guy is vicious in the way he's handling his adversaries and he is going to work and we see moon knight in full costume he turns around to the camera walks towards his eyes glowing that is the end of the first episode gentlemen what did you think i've never wanted a multiple episode drop for a premiere as bad dude for this yeah so freaking good that's so good yes that's exactly right away that's how I, I, I honestly i was really really conflicted at the end i was frustrated because the performances were so incredible and then there were things that just felt so jarringly wrong that what you just said chris is exactly how i felt i, I was like man i wish there were like Three, this is going to take a couple episodes for me to really enjoy the flavor palette of what they're mashing together. I already know I like the content, but I'm not 100% sold on how they're putting it all together yet. Mm. I needed I needed another episode almost immediately to be hook-hooked. Yeah, I loved it. I, I was in. I was in. Um, this is the first, because for me, like this is the first Marvel property in, like since Iron Man 1 where I didn't feel like, you're world building. I can't wait to see what this sets up. I'm like, I just care about this world. I just want to mm. know this world. I didn't care yeah. about how they're going to get us to Doctor Strange. Like, no. Right, right, up. right. Good to sit in this world and peel back the layers of just... Enjoy the moment without having to worry about sequels, prequel. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, you I lose so much of the character when you have to world build to that level. Um, I dug it. I don't know much about Moon Knight, so I just kind of said yes to the content. I watched it twice. I watched it again today. I really enjoy this one, guys. Oscar Isaac put on a freaking clinic. He is so <laughs> Yeah. And you know oh, yeah. who, who plays a lot with Moon Knight is actually Blade. Mm, but that makes sense. Up that, that supernatural world with this too. Well, well, we'll go deeper. But what, did, uh, Rich? What did you think? I thought it was dope. I cannot wait for episode two. Uh, I want to see how they just first of all how Arthur and how Arthur came to be with Mark, or Mark came to be with Arthur. We don't know yet. We'll find out. 
Hopefully they'll put it together. But yeah, like I'm reading up a little bit on it right now. I'm just like, bro, if they go in any direction that that the that the comic goes in, like this China's gonna be a banger. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a banger. I think they're kind of pulling from the Warren Ellis run that happened in I think it was like 2014. Mm. And which is why if you look at if if you've seen the advertising for it, you see the Steven character, where it's pretty much Oscar Isaac out of the mask. You see the traditional moon knight character and then you see this other guy who's in like a vest with this tight oh white with mask. the glove yes yes and Kinda so like in a suit yeah. mr that's mr knight and so that's why i'm like all right we're, we're gonna we're introducing this guy who's who is a third persona um because it was in, in the comics moon knight after a while they they latched onto the idea that he was mentally unstable multiple personalities schizophrenic Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was this interesting time in the comics where there, it was a question as to how much of it was even real yeah. and how much of it was just his psychosis messing with him, right? That's how I felt watching this show. Up until mm. the end, it looked very much like, okay, we know what's going on. If know? I wasn't a superhero head, I would still go, is that costume real or is that what he thinks he's wearing? Because Steven is the most unreliable narrator. And that's yeah. a good point. They said that never trust the narration because I think what's going to happen is we might see this show come from the point of view of Mark, might come from the point of view of the Egyptian god. And they said, no matter what, we can never really trust the narrator. Yeah. Of this show because of what Jack said. And the only reason we know it is a guy in a costume is a superhero is because we know the source material. But if this was a standalone joint, we wouldn't really know what the heck uh, is going I'll on. i tell you what, man. It already... I see this guy blending so well with the MCU already. You know? He's like a Hulk. He's got this... He's, he's like a Venom. He's got... He would so easily incorporate into the group dynamic. On My, some is, you know, the only reason I disagree with you is because of tone. Like this, I don't know how him and Ant Man go on a mission. Like, like yeah. the tone of this has. But, to the, be- but they don't. That's why I'm saying it's more like a Hulk. You know, it's like right now there's well, right now the conflict is a personal conflict. Who's in control of the vessel? Right. You know, and so you're like, yeah, you could see where this guy eventually is maybe recruited or falls into the circle. I'm talking like movie version or or other when they start joining the the content together on multiverse levels or whatever they're going to do. But you could see how it's the Steven ish persona that's actually paired up waiting for inspiration to hit in the bad situation. Otherwise you just got an interesting kind of Bruce Banner character. True. What's what's interesting here is like, it's the first Marvel anything that doesn't establish that they're in the world. They don't yeah. talk about, Oh, remember the attack in New York? They don't talk <laughs> about the blip, blip. So maybe this, Jack, you just inspired this thought. Maybe this takes place in a different universe. Maybe this is not the same universe uh, that we've seen. Uh, I don't think so. I think Marvel's done. That's Marvel's thing, right? Is that they build this. They build this. We have a multiverse of madness that's going to have to do something. Bring in other things that aren't here. That's true. What if this is. Speaking of which, literally, we see Patrick Stewart in the last trailer. I'm not watching trailers anymore for that. Patrick Stewart is shown in the last trailer. If you didn't tell me this, Jack, I would have went to the movies and been like, oh, that's a wonderful surprise. Spoiler alert, Patrick Stewart's in the movie. Now, let me ask you guys this question. I enjoyed this. Jack, you're waiting to see how they're going to balance all this. I'm out. all over it, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, it's not, I'm not ambiguous as to whether I'm in or not. Yeah. 
I still feel like I would have loved for this to be more akin to the Netflix tone. You don't think it's a punisher tone. You don't think I it would've... is? No, this thing no, yeah. it's whimsical, dude. It's it's bright. It's He's brighter. Mr. Bean up until the end. But it has it has the gravitas. You literally see someone with their head with a, a bullet gun wound in their the head. head. Yeah. I mean yeah. It's, so it's, it's it has the violence, but it, but it does play and this is why I think the show is great. It does balance levity. In, in the heavy stuff, but it's but it's not Daredevil. It's, it's not, not Daredevil. The, the the tonality fits in with the rest of Marvel's MCU. Right. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think they got to it yet. I think it's going to eventually get. You're going to see him beating people down. You're going to see violence. Yes. You're going to yeah. see violence. We already see violence, but the the visual color palette of it is brighter than say right. Daredevil, which is but, has a darker. Tone. Oh, I mean, but we also, but, but, we, we but also, also entered when he was Steven, though. We entered him when he was just a regular dude. But the, the but the rest of the world's tone, like when you watch Daredevil, it sets up this real gritty how he how he just talks to the people around him. Here they give you witty banter between him and his boss. Like they they, they, they the whole thing is to be light and feel good, which isn't bad. It's just not the the Netflix tone right. is super realism. What if they pull it like this when when he's Steven, the world is bright and whatever whimsical, whatever. But when he's Mark. It switches over to that dark tone. I would might. love we'll that. See. I would love we'll that. I almost like wish we didn't even see. Virgin. But but he is. Yeah. But he, but Jack touched on this, and I didn't have an issue with it. But he touched on it, which is the way the deity's voice talks suggests the tone of the content. If this yeah. was a Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. He would have sound terrifying and it would have been a whisper and it would have been like the stakes would have been high. Since it's Disney, it's going to be a little bit closer to something a little bit more fun. If this was I'm Netflix just surprised Dark, it didn't match his performance better. The tone of Oscar Isaac's performance, the tone of Ethan Hawke's performance establishes the tone of the content. And that voice is so contrary to their tone. Not to his physical comedy. His humanity is so dropped in. The voice sounds like a voice. Well, yeah. But it, so I would say like there's a difference in tone between this and the Netflix joints. Yeah. I, mean, I almost wish we never saw him in the costume by the end of it. I feel like I could have rode a, an epi- at least another half episode or something or two. So we're not Moon Knight fans, man. <laughs> the, the Moon Knight heads would be like, what are you doing? You Even think we'd feel like Ang Lee Hawks? No, because it was so good. But I think like fans would have been like, it's only a six episode event. But you're right. They they could have easily just clipped to that creature being beaten, and we don't see nothing, and we would. Oh, we could have seen his like his boots or something, you know. Real quick, it just came to me. Uh, the reason why I think I can say it clearer why I feel like this isn't like the Netflix ones is because in the Netflix world, a regular guy doesn't drive a cake truck like it's a freaking race car around a mountain. That would like a ra- like the hallway fight in Daredevil was a guy who was skilled and you saw the pain and the stakes of it. In the Disney world, it's heightened. A regular guy can do these things and just miss logs crashing down. It's, it's not the real world like the Netflix world was. And I would love to see Moon Knight in that Netflix world. It would have been like a freaking horror movie. It would have been horror. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it was pretty scary when the guy was walking down the was playing, uh, Sebastian got scared. Oh, when um, the dude was uh no, it has its elements, but yeah. come on, man. Come on. Yeah, but it's but but you nailed it. It's a horror film for a five-year-old, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, not not us. Yeah. Right. Which is fair because yeah. it's the MCU, not the adjacent stuff. Um, but like, yeah, I thought it was dope. I can't wait to see where it's going. Performances are fantastic. Uh yeah, you guys have any more thoughts about this? Love it. I'm excited to see what, what where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Rich, did yeah. you read your Moon Knight comics yet that you bought? Not yet. I don't, uh, 
I need to find a time to read anything, honestly. Dude, this show me you want to buy some Moon Knight. You got me really interested about this character, which is I love the texture of the costume too. Pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Me too. Oh yeah. yeah. I was I was on the fence for a while. Cause how do you make a white, all white costume look dope? And they figured it out and scary. And they figured it out. Yep. Like, texture. Man. Well, all right, all right. That's that. Chris, do we have recommendations? Yep. And as I stifle the sneeze, I'll give you the recommendation. <laughs> So I have I picked some of the my favorite ancient Egypt based properties. Mm. Some of them are a little obscure. Some of them are mainstream. But rock with me and and see what you guys think. Number one, Thundercats, hands down. Mumra, the Mummy, based in Egypt. Fair, fair, fair. Number two, it was a deep syndicated cartoon that I used to love called Mummies Alive. Anyone yes. Know? Yeah. Like Ninja Turtles right. with mummies. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I love, used to love that show. So that's my number two. Number three, the Mummy franchise, not Tom Cruise, Brendan Fraser. Love that. Love that Dope. franchise. Dope. Where am I? Number four. Uh, number four is X-Men Apocalypse. I like that oh. we got to see Apocalypse. In- also starring Oscar Isaac. Yes. But I don't know if I recommend that one. No? All right. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll take the criticism on that one. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and that's what I got for my for my Ancient Egypt uh, recommendation. Nice. But I'm, I'm happy all you guys remember Mummies Alive. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. Chris, can I tell you how, like, when you weren't here last week, we were just trashing your recommendation list? Like, we didn't understand when you talked about video game movies, why you talked about Double Dragon. Like, we don't understand why that was all you Double Dragon was a series. I talked about the series, not the movie. The cartoon. The cartoon. Oh, Mm -hmm. we were hoping you were talking about the cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon. We were. were, No, no, come on, man. You're talking about the movie? Give me some credit. Give me some credit, man. Come on, man. You know it can go either way. You know it can go either way. Come on, come on. Well, we had a great time. Let's give Rich one more happy birthday. Happy Happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And many more to come. Many, many more to come. Um, Thank y'all for listening. You can catch us on Instagram, Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Wherever you hear podcasts, that's where we are. Make sure you like, subscribe, download, leave a review. It helps with the algorithm. And we will be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Peace. Peace. Happy birthday. Later. Yeah. Peace, sir.